Blog Talk Radio. Skills, skills, skills. Spit flow, rip shows, peep to recital Skills, now, you feel it when we drop those Hot beats, stop foes, killing shit, we got those Skills, hits, the music that the street loves Each thug is now repping this with deep love Skills, gangstar, duel it again, rule it again Watch as we do it again It's the true living with a youthful vengeance And I'm a judge, practice your ass, give you a crucial sentence You need at least 12 Jews to practice You're too enthusiastic, male groupie bastard Still trying to convince us some more Pretending you're raw, that's what you need a minister for Again, it's the law, we got you up against the wall We the gulliest, fuck it, then it's us against y'all Mike skills, tight drills like a Michael Jill Like when he rifle the film, it's how I stifle the ill Slide off, kid, and let a grown man finesse it We bold and impressive, that old I manifest shit Some new product from a known team Niggas know me, and you can bet they know green So here we go for your stereo And you can tell that it's real when you hear me go, hear me go Skills, top rank, point blank, we vital Spit flow, strip shows, peep the recital Skills, now, you feel it when we drop those Hot beats, stop pose, killing shit, we got those Skills, it's the music that the street loves Each star is now repping this with deep love Skills, gangstar, dueling again, ruling again Watch as we do it again You little suckers know better, I go head up If your man left the joint in the whip, then tell him go get it We hold it down like a holy crown Fools acting like they know me, throw me phony pounds Fuck that, I'm sitting back like an aristocrat Shell shock, she's assassin with a whole fucking list of cats Thought she was on the case, but she missed the fact She bitch talking this and that I'ma make it simple, Jack I doubled up and tripled that Soldiers where your pistols at Life, wrong moves, lose the gift of that Why they calling us the most consistent Most significant The most Fulfill your need and catch a joyful rush Enjoy your Dutch haters annoyed with us Oh boy, it's tough, you know the face from the club, blazing the dub, with my niggas raising it up for these skills. Top rank, point blank, we vital. Spit flow, rip shows, peep the recital. Skills, now, you feel it when we drop those hot beats, stop foes, killing shit, we got those skills. It's the music that the street loves, each star is now repping this with deep love. Skills, gangstar, dueling again, ruling again, watch as we do it again. Brothers are amused by other brothers' reps. Some niggas pull sex, catch others for checks. All for respect, all for the bread. For the chance of success, they might hand him his head. Remain humble, cause I know enough. Plus the road is tough, especially when you roll with us. But I'ma stay with my peace, stay in these streets. Rhyme spraying and I'm playing for keeps, cause I got those skills. Pop rank, point blank, we vital. Flip flow, rip shows, peep the recital. Skills, now, you feel it when we drop those hot beats. Stop foes, killing shit, we got those skills. It's the music that the street loves. Each star is now repping this with deep love. Skills, gangstar, dueling again, ruling again. Watch as we do it again. Skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about that time again. It's about that time again. Your boy Flossy G is here on deck once again for a beautiful Monday afternoon here in Portland, Oregon. You know what I'm saying? I'm chilling. It's about 72 degrees outside. Not a cloud in the sky. Real rare air for Portland, Oregon. Tonight, we're talking about T.I. versus Money Mayweather. You know what I'm saying? At Fat Burger Stadium, you know what I'm saying, in Las Vegas, Nevada. You know what I'm saying? They had a non-pay-per-view bout, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Once again, you know, money makes the world go round. Well, you know, they say that, you know, it's a man's world, but it wouldn't be nothing unless a woman was in it. 
this time I guess Tiny was in the middle between these two. Floyd claims that there is no affiliation or love going down, but yet and still, you know what I'm saying, we still had things going down, so we'll get to that. Also on, on deck, taters, do they serve a purpose? And if so, you know what I'm saying, what are they good for and why do they exist? Okay, and also just we're going to keep it light tonight with this Monday magic night, any night that God blesses us to be around and be able to breathe and see straight and see good or see buzz, depending on how you want to be. We're going to find out what's on your mind and see what's going on. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to keep this thing rolling. We're going to keep it going. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get this thing together, trying to keep the show rolling, trying to keep it where, you know what I'm saying, we can have some positive stuff going down at the same time. In the meanwhile, you know what I'm saying, like my man said, you know what I'm saying, Pop said, I got my mind made up. Come on, you can get in, get into it. I'm out 
the cut, uncut and raw with no flaw fall. So I'm a rhyme hitting split the bricks on the wall. Should already have an idea about the superior sphere. The greater rhyme creator on both sides of the equator. I rock from here to there to Philly and back to LA on the spot where I rock and bust like trash. As your views get overshadowed when you come in contact. Beware set and prepare to end the verbal combat. Fuck you losers, why you fake jacks? I make maneuvers like Hitler. Sticking up with German. The Mr. Mepha Cow from Staten Now We'll be back after this message Don't touch the down Rarely do you see an MC out for justice Got my gunpowder and my musket Blah out Melons get swellings I paint mental pictures like Magellan Half of my clans repeat felons Niggas best protect they joints the nine nickels Man I stay on point like icicles Now who wanna test the cow Then test the cow All up in your motherfucking mouth Headbanger boogie Catch me on tour with Al Doogie Method man hold too tight you can't fool me Better take one and pass Or that's the ass Your vital statistics are low When falling fast Johnny Blaze out to get loot Like Johnny Cash Play your game of Russian roulette And have a blast Hey yo, lyrical gas Spitting the criminal tactics Non-believers get my dick And genitals too backwards Let's face it There's no replacement Taste this Mad underground basement Shit I'm laced with Avalanche on your whole camp When I'm splitted Fuck Dr. Who's spot bitch Don't get it twisted I got connects Like Federal Express To get the fresh Back at the bluff, the dog can't fetch. Got the clear spot from the rear block. Do bust till every nigga teardrop. Me not fear not. Hold your nose and blow out till your ears pop. Since your crew snooped you to stiff, now you claim that your gears lock. Whip, this underground. Cannabis, I'm dangerous like dog the bomb analyst. Flipping seeds like keys. My degree shoes consecutively like EPMD LP. Lick off a shot and hit your fan by mistake. So I erase the whole front row at the weight. I plant my escape in case Jake Wall snake busted. I'm the one pushing the hearse in the first place. Confidence for you shaky ass folks. Pump for rock and fella for the day he got smoke. Choke off this antidote. Got you old kid folks. By my lyrical Billy D45 coat. I'm at the And oh man, can't nobody do it like Pac and the crew, man. East Coast, West Coast, collab on that one. Got my mind made up. Come on, you can get in, get into it. Let it ride. Tonight's the night. Yes, yes, yes. Well, let's get on into this Floyd Mayweather deal. You know what I'm saying? My man Mayweather and T.I. Uh, getting into a little something-something the other day. You know what I'm saying? You know, getting things cranked up down there. You know what I'm saying? It sounded like it was really kind of a misunderstanding at times, but you know how it is. Anytime, you know, if you know, it's your woman or your, or your man, and, you know, they're somewhere doing something that, you know, you don't really understand and know what's going on and they ain't really trying to give you no whole lot of explanations, uh, you know what I'm saying? These kind of things can happen. You know, stuff gets crazy and, and you just never know. Floyd continues to claim that, you know, this isn't anything inappropriate, they're just friends and, she just came down to the daughter's birthday, and people do find and see each other, and Mayweather has evidently known her a little bit longer, so that I guess that plays into it. It says, I guess, apparently it is not all well in the home of rapper T.I. The family's relationship blew up this weekend in Las Vegas when the rapper got into a fight with Floyd Mayweather at the Fat Burger restaurant in the city. We give credit to T.I. for defending Tiny's honor, but maybe he shouldn't be swinging at one of the greatest fighters in the world. MTV is pushing the story that Floyd and T.I.'s little spread stem from Floyd's inappropriate relationships with Tiny. The two seem to be having problems, and T.I. seems suspicious 
for the lasting friendship of the two that has been, you know, have had over the years. So Tanya took an Instagram picture of herself and Floyd and sent them out to her followers. She also had another with uh, Floyd's 14-year-old daughter, Tiny, in trouble to attend her birthday party, and all this apparently rubbed T.I. the wrong way, which led to the fight. After telling T.I. that he needs to check his bitch, Mayweather has apologized to her, and he then told Nicole Bitchy that um, approached him when uh, him and Tiny you know, took a picture together. You know what I'm saying? Then Floyd says, and I'm, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm knowing uh, Tiny before T.I. Mayweather said, I never slept with her, I never kissed her, never touched her in any inappropriate way. You know, her friend uh, Shakina wanted me to come, well, wanted to come to the May uh, fourth fight, and she brought Tiny with her. And I guess she put that picture up on Instagram of the fight, so I guess T.I. was feeling some type of way. Well, you know, this thing all turns out to be, hopefully, hopefully, more to do about nothing than anything else. But, you know, it's just like anything else. You know, whether a person's the greatest fighter in the world or not, when it comes down to it being your woman, you know what I'm saying, guys are going to react. And I think that his reaction, you know, no matter what the circumstances were, right or wrong, were correct because, you know, he has an image himself, and he doesn't want anybody to think that he's being punked out of his, uh, you know what I'm saying, rightful place next to his woman's side. And, you know, if the woman is continuously doing something and ain't telling the man what's going on, then, you know, that can cause a problem, too. I'm going to go ahead and let my man, you know what I'm saying, the guru, the, uh, you know, the, the, that guy, that man, that, that, that fellow, you know what I'm saying, that real deal Holyfield cat, you know what I'm saying, Sugar Ray Robinson Jr. from the Emerald City of Seattle in here, because I know he's got something to say about this. He's our relationship counselor here on the Fussy GZ Radio, you know what I'm saying, worldwide show, 646-595-3402. And uh, I'm going to bring him on in, my main man. Sugar Ray, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, bro? What's going on? What's happening? Man, you already know, man. I'm in here like swimwear, trying to let them know what it is. Another Memorial Day. My son, you sit up here sausage, you know, he's on his way to work, you know, saying, doing his autism. And you know how I am. I'm just, you know, you know, running the shoe, you know, running the shoe. I know you heard some of what I was talking about earlier, man. You know what I'm saying? One of the topics tonight is uh, Money uh, Mayweather versus T.I., and they uh, traded barbs and a punch in, in uh, Las Vegas at the, uh, you know, Fatburger Stadium. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm trying to get your input on what you think about this here. We had a, a non-pay-per-view fight that we didn't know what was scheduled. What's going on? Man, man, man. Well, you know, it, it's a situation, man, of egos, man. And I feel like one felt, you know, he was disrespected. And I understand he also felt threatened. But the thing about it is, though, is that, I don't know, man, it's kind of funny, man, because I, I hate to see cats square like this. You know, I hate it, yeah. and I hate to see that, man. It's a crap in the barrel type situation, man. I've seen a lot of a lot of situations going on in public, man, you know, that happen like this, man. And uh, I think T.I., you know, T.I. is who he is. T.I. is, you know, he's one of those guys, man, who who who, who brings – uh, old school method of to the table, and the thing about Floyd, not I mean uh, Ti, Ti will step to anybody. He don't care who it is, what it is, or what's going on. He wants to know if you want to talk about it, we could talk about it. However you want to go about, it, we could do it. He's a very, very old school 
very smart, crafty guy, man. And then on the other hand, Floyd is another intellect, crafty, very good, strong guy at the same time, man. I think it was a battle of egos. But I really believe, man, that it could have been settled differently. But I believe from watching from what I've been watching and hearing from what I've been hearing and seeing what I've been seeing, I have a feeling, man, that Floyd disrespected him more. I feel feel like Floyd put him in a position that he had to go. I mean, it was like when somebody look at you, man, just call you out and say, hey, man, you need to check your bitch. You know, when they loud like that, when they loud like that, man, and everybody's everybody's around looking at you, man, it puts you in that position to where, hey, yo, that's disrespect. I'm right. not no punk. You know, when you when, when, like right. a few, when a few other days, a few days ago, they had a conversation outside. They stepped outside. They had the conversation before. You know what I'm saying? But right. man, I don't know, man. I, I I've been hearing so many different things. I even heard a lot of stuff. They even had Beyonce's sister a part of it, man. That. I've been hearing a lot, man. It's a lot of crazy different things, man. But, you know, it's crazy, man. These guys are all on Twitter, man. It's like, you know, even Mike Epps and uh, Kevin Hart had an issue. You know, they had Twitter war. You know what I mean? Right. Dudes, I, and I, I just don't understand. And that's why I respect T.I. because he came out of that shit and said, hey, I'm going to go straight to this man and talk to him. Went to Las Vegas. Flew in from ATL, went to Las Vegas, got off at McCarran, you know, met him, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and put it to him, you know, at the, at the club, at the Fatberg, you know, what's going down. You know, I, I was just saying the same thing before I put you on, and that's that, you know, no matter whether a guy's a heavy a, a heavyweight, lightweight, you know what I'm saying, featherweight, whatever, like, you know, whatever champion you are, six belts or not, you get to messing around with somebody's woman, and that's a different dimension. It puts your mind... On a whole in a whole another place, and he's been with this woman. This is his children's mother, and and you know, it, to me, it's fifty fifty. In a sense, I understand what Floyd is saying, and it is true. You need to put some kind of uh, checks and balances on this chick, and even though she's been, you know, her own person ever since her days with Escape, and she kind of had her own swagger before we knew who this guy was. The bottom line is, once you get together with this fella, and y'all together, and y'all start having children and doing stuff. It's extremely disrespectful for you to be flying 3,000 miles, four to five hours on a plane, you know what I'm saying, to go visit some other dude that ain't got nothing to do with your household. So I can understand where T.I. would feel teed off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can understand that. You're right, man. You, I can understand that totally, man. But see, one of the biggest things I kind of realized, man, is that, you know, women – this is how trifling a lot of women are. A lot of women become yeah. real trifling nowadays. They're real trifling to the point where they do this. They do this. This is what. This is. Let's let's just put all the bullets aside, man. This is all taking place based off there's some money involved. Floyd got money, right. so he attracts he attracts other money. So somebody wants to be part of his camp, they'll go all out to be around his money. So a female like her will go all out and fly way over there. And 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 do all that, and do Instagram pics or whatever, and then come out. Then comes out this all through and say, "Oh my, Ti was just jealous." 
Man, come on, man. That see, that's right there. It's cold blooded, and you know that's what that's that's to me. I, I, I you know, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what to say about it, man. But I can say this much though. I hate to see them brothers. I hope they can patch it up. Um, they, they, they really both of them are very classy. I mean, both they very classy. They just it's just the activity of what happened that night was very unclassy. I didn't think they would go down like that, but I think it got to a situation that where it put Ti in a position. I really believe it put Ti in a position. And then also Floyd too. I mean, they both put in positions the way they had to. They felt disrespected, but I felt like Floyd could have. Could have really, really controlled that situation and into the point because he had all his bodyguards around. See, like I was saying earlier, man, I was saying that if I came up to Floyd and I said something and he went off on me in front of his bodyguards, his bodyguards would have picked my ass up and threw me out because I'm nobody. But since they they they're gonna do that to Ti because Ti is somebody, and at the same time they say, oh, this is this is. T.I., I'm not going to do anything like that. So, so, so his goons and and their goons, is a, that's a problem there. That's, that's, that's heavyweights, man. Those, those, are, those are big guys. I mean, you can say what you want, who has the most money, but both of them got some serious reputations, man. So, right. you know, T.I. was like, yo, yo, you, who, you, who the fuck are you talking to, man? I mean, you're like, what? And I know T.I.'s a hot tip of guy, and he ain't going to take shit from nobody. Because, I mean, if you don't know he's that, but the thing about it, I wouldn't walk up to T.I., I wouldn't walk up to Floyd and try to fight. No way. Hell no. Because that dude's crafty with some hands. 50 Cent is the one that's killing me right now because 50 Cent. That's <laughs> the worst hey, right man. out of my Wait, please, yeah. please chop that one up for me. I was, ready, I was getting ready to get on that. Go ahead, my man. Go ahead. You read my mind as <laughs> usual. Yeah, 50 Cent, man. The thing about 50 Cent, 50 Cent got an album coming out pretty soon. He got an album get ready to drop. 50 Cent, he wants some of that attention. He, I want that. I want that attention. And he has connections to both of them. And 50 going to say, hey, man, what's going on, Floyd? You know, he going to mock Floyd, you know, and, and mess with Floyd. And he did say some real shit, though. He did say something. Hey, you don't want to mess with these guys, man. These guys, are not, they going to get a whole bunch of guns. <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, you ain't no gangster, you know, and, and Floyd's not. But Floyd's a Floyd's a fucking fighter, though. You don't want to walk up to him stupid with no hands, because he'll knock your ass out. No question about that. Hey, 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 look, you you're from Michigan, my man. You know how the Michigan cats do. Floyd is from Grand Rapids, Michigan. So, oh, so we're not gonna, we're not gonna. Well, you know, we 100 radio folks. We ain't gonna sit up here and, and shit you and say that we didn't. We don't think that. Floyd ain't got a little bit of G in him because he's a G with his hands every time he suits up and boots up to get into the ring. But do you really want to get hit by them hands that are, that are not only registered with Las Vegas the police in the state of Nevada as, as lethal weapons, but do you really want to get hit by this guy in the name of whatever? But still, at the same time, I'll still say that my caveat on that is that T.I. Is, is, is also, you know what I'm saying, you know, street street uh, uh, creditized with you know being out of ATL and he on that same level and, and ain't nothing like a a, a, a wild style country fellow on your ass. It can be kind of rough. So I mean, they both they both bring the 
Yeah, that's what happened. You see chairs and shit flying, and, and it's like a, it's like a goddamn cowboy fight. Like, oh shit, motherfuckers <laughs> running. That's what that's what happened. You put two big bulldogs together like that, shit gonna get crazy. And that's what happened, man. And the thing about it, man, I mean, shit was flying and shit like that. People running, like, what the fuck? But the thing about it is, man, is that you know, all in all, man, them brothers need to sit down and come together, man, and say, hey, check this out. You know, hey, we need we need to chop this up, and it's a problem, man, because it's a it's, it's an ego thing, man. And I find that with a lot of brothers, man. And I had the same situation with me, where I had conversation and had confrontation with the guy who approached me on some stupid stuff, and 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 it got to the point, man, that somebody has to take the high road, and people are gonna say, oh, you scared? But no, I could have whooped his ass, man. But the point is, though, is I took a high road and walked off, because at the same time he talking. He woofing, and I ain't trying to hear that. But when somebody gets to the point where they're putting your hands on you, that's when it's a problem. And T.I. took a swing at, 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 at Floyd, and I know he missed. And, I, and if he hit Floyd, I know it ain't going to be much of a hit. So at the same time, man, I don't know why he would do that. But I have to give him, I mean, I have to shake your hand if I ever see you, T.I., because you're a bold motherfucker, man, to go up to T- Floyd Mayweather, the guy who has the best defense and got the most skilled hands and very well conditioned to use those hands. And uh, to step to that guy like that, I commend you. You're a bold cat. But Well, according to what I'm reading here, and I agree with you a thousand percent on what you just said, that's a lot of facts in a few minutes, and, and they're all correct. Now, this is what you were just talking about. I'm sitting here on, uh, on uh, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, slow or, or sohit.com. And the G Unit leader, uh, 50 Cent, is catching an opportunity to poke fun at TI and one time, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather over their, their fight early Sunday. And then in, and in this uh, little uh, clip he's got, he said, My little brother's uh, crazy. Uh, my little brother's crazy. First Ray J, then Nelly, and now Tim. You know what I'm saying? Talking about Floyd. Me and Floyd working all all this out, LOL, you know what I'm saying? Details. According to several witnesses, Floyd was eating inside the restaurant when T.I. walked up and started jawing at Floyd. It's unclear what caused the beef, but we're told that T.I. swung at Floyd and their giant bodyguards jumped in to separate him. So you're right. Once again, we have some, some bodyguard separation, you know, type shit, you know, going on again with that, but that's not the, we're not, we're not saying that that's anything that's, uh, you know, any reflection on Floyd so far as his toughness, because we know that cat is tough as wood leather, and much respect to both cats for being who they are and doing what they do, but, man, you know, it's, a, you know, over somebody that really, to be quite honest with you, doesn't fit the bill for, for being fight worthy, and maybe I'm being a little bit far out there on it, but this individual who they're fighting over, you know, the, the whole thing is, is that I've always been a believer. I've always been a believer that that women get to make the choice on who they want to deal with and who they don't want to deal with. And as mad as this brother might want to get with Floyd Mayweather, if you got somebody sharing your 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 your, your dinner with you, sharing your your bed with you, sharing your life with you, and they just take it upon themselves to decide to go do whatever whenever they want to do, however they want to, whether it affects you or not, whether it offends you or not, whether you're feeling a certain type of way because this wasn't the first, you know, episode, right, 
and they continue to do this, then rather than get mad at this brother and fly all the way out here and risk, you know, injury to life and limb, you need you do need to check that person that you with. If they're doing this stuff, because a lot of men have been killed out here over relationships where the women kind of wanted to test the waters on them and see how wild they can get them up or how fired up they can get them to see if they still care and all this other stuff. But it ain't good to play games with like that between two titans because you have that's a lot of energy right there. You know what I mean? A lot, that's of, a energy. lot of energy right there. And uh, come on now, you know, you know, this you can't do that with everybody. You know, this ain't this ain't kindergarten. Everybody got long paper. Everybody agree they all got celebrity status. But we're talking about in, a, in the matters of affairs of the heart. You don't want to be playing them kind of games. It ain't cute. Yeah, you know, right? you know what's so funny, man. What's so funny, bro, is this though, man. This what this what cats don't understand. A situation that happened like that, man, with between Ti and Floyd. Is we can go back, we can go back 18 years. You know, let's talk about Tupac. Tupac had a situation at a casino to where he had a brawl. Next thing you know, later on, he goes down the street with uh, Suge and gets shot about so many times. And then later on, seven days, seven days later, he ended up dying. See, this is a, see, this is what I'm trying to say. An opportunity like that for a guy like Floyd or Ti to where they leave a situation and be on their way, you never know, man, that there's an opportunity right there to go ahead to assassinate you. And next thing you know, there's this big old thing that goes on that so-and-so got shot, and there'll be another unsolved situation because ain't nobody going to talk and everything going to be going back to that fight. But it could be, it could be somebody, you know, it could be somebody, FBI, CIA, or any random guy that could just take an opportunity to take you out. See what I'm saying? Right. So, so right. when guys think, so when guys get so wrapped up into doing what they do, they forget the real situation at hand. That the big guy with the eye in the sky is watching you. And I ain't talking about, I ain't talking about nothing spiritual. And I ain't talking about God or nothing like that. I'm talking about. Somebody is watching you, and been, and there's a, there's a trailer everywhere you go, and they're following you, everything you do, because you have so much money, and you have so much influence and so much power, unknown power, that they could possibly keep an eye on you, and that's an opportunity for them to pump and knock you off. And dudes don't get that. But that's crazy. But the other thing. You're, you're absolutely right. I can't disagree with none of that. Go ahead, keep on... Keep on chopping that because I'm, I'm, I'm going to come in right in behind you and add exactly what you're saying. Go ahead and finish that chain of thought. Yeah, 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 because the thing about it, man, see, all this situation, now, I've, I've been told, and I don't know how true this is, I've been told that the situation went down like this, that Floyd was at Fatburger with Beyonce's sister, sitting at the table in Fatburger eating and conversating because she is in a tough situation with Jay-Z and Beyonce was all basically a stunt situation. I was told right. this, man. I don't know how fucking true this is because everybody, everybody got stories and rumors and all kind of shit. But she right. is trying to get out, she's trying to get out of the image of being a, a, a singer. She, so she's supposed to be a... a, a 
a rapper coming out, and she's going to come out under Floyd, new label. And it so happened Floyd was there, and T.I. walked in there with Tiny and his guys. And it so happened he wanted to talk because he had Tiny with us and all that kind of stuff like that. And Floyd got annoyed by it. And went off and said, well, "Why don't you check your bitch?" That's why he's so apologetic. My man was saying that's why he's so apologetic to to going back to 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 apologize to Tiny because she was there at the time when it went down. So he got so Ti got disrespected in front of his woman, and it escalated. So it was, so so that's a situation that happened, and it wasn't a situation where it was just those two. So those girls was there, and it so happened that. Beyonce's situation with and Jay-Z and Beyonce's sister that's sitting in the elevator was basically a situation that she's about to become a rapper. I don't know how true that is in that time of time I couldn't tell the truth of that. But but there's more to come out about it, man. But the thing about these cats you need to understand is, though, is that you need to stop being flamboyant and being out here showing all your goddamn money and shit. And at the same time, man, you need to tone it down and understand, man, that you got so much money you want to put money in for the Clippers, or you want to go ahead, you want to do some kind of something very powerful with your money, well, you're not doing it. You're not doing it. I mean, you guys are very smart. is very smart. Mayweather's very smart. And the thing about it, you guys dumb it down, man. And that's how that's how we do. That's how we get to the point. We dumb it down. You know? My on Twitter. Is, why, are you, why are you spending so much time apologizing to her? What is it about her that's so special, Sugar Ray? What is it about her that's so well, special that he feels he has to do all this extra apologize? Well, Floyd felt like he felt he said that he been knowing her. He said he had been knowing her before Ti. He said he wanted to apologize to her and to Ti's kids and say he doesn't want to uh, 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 disrespect her like that because she's not a bitch. She's a good friend of his and stuff like that. So he said he was kind of heated up and said that. But the thing about it, you know, is, you know, hey, man, it's, it was Are a situation, man. But the fight, the fight, the fight, but the fight, but the thing is, the thing is, the, 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 the thing about it, man, was that there was a, and then my man also said it wasn't a situation where they felt, man. It was also a situation where Floyd was having issues right that time when they was going at it, when she called her a bitch, that Tiny attacked Floyd. And and so like that. That's what he, he said. He, he was telling me this, man. Now, he's down there in Vegas, and he was telling me this. And I was like, what is it? So he was saying that, and he was saying that uh, 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 it's, a, it's, it's a whole bunch of other stuff that will come out about this thing, man. But it's just ugly, man. And, and the thing about it is, though, is that I just think, man, is that people and, – and one thing about Atlanta, I'm going to say this about Atlanta because I've been there, and I can say this, and I'll probably go there pretty soon. But Atlanta's a lot of drama, man. It's a lot of drama. They built for that. They do that. That's what they do. That's what that's what Atlanta is about. Atlanta is about drama. It's about it. They you got drama, they want it. They they love and hip hop shit, man, and all that shit like that. That's a lot of shit like they go down in Atlanta. That's a for lot real, of man. attitude. Yeah, it's a lot of it, man. It's a lot of that, man. Them motherfuckers live it. I've been in Atlanta where people 
people have a different. I'm gonna tell you, man. When you go down to Atlanta, there's that's that's it's you know anywhere out the Northwest, and you go down to even Houston or different areas, man. It's popping. It's going. It's cracking. It's cracking. But you have that love and hip hop culture. It's the culture. And I have, to, I have to refer something back to something, man. It's going to be very heavy when I say this, and I want people to understand this. I'm not I'm not siding with Donald Sterling at all. I know everything that he said is, and I know he's a racist. I do I know that. He is. He's a white supremacist. He's a big-time white supremacist. But when he said, if you ever listen to what he was saying, when he talked about the culture, that's what he's, that when when that when that chick uh, that that B when she was bringing people to his games, he wasn't really really specifically disrespecting. He, uh, he wasn't okay. He disrespected blacks, no question. But what he was talking about was the hip hop crowd that B was bringing. Because what he was saying was, don't bring that. And then Magic just so happened to be part of that. But the thing about it, Magic's not part of hip-hop, but the thing about V, she was bringing the people to the games that that, that bring things like, and they have money, and they do things, and they come in there. But it was intimidating to any white folks, any white people. And I, and I don't give a fuck about what they think. But that's what he was talking about, the culture. And the thing about the right. culture is there's a lot of stuff that comes with it. That's good, but the negative culture is what I'm talking about. And the negative culture I'm talking about, there's a lot of drama, man. There's a lot of shit that's unnecessary, man. And that's what that's what scares the shit out of white folks, so they speak about it a lot. And I've seen a lot up here. I have a lot of people I deal with and where I work at. A lot of people, but I, you know, I love it. It's good. It's great. But... It's the extra. It's the extra shit that goes along with it, and like that situation with the fighting and all that shit, like that, the disrespect, the nigga, 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 the loud, the, just. The, I mean, that's that's the shit that that is had. That's kind of like I would say out of control. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, be who you are. Do what you do. But nigga, tone it down, nigga. We are we are at Fat Burger. Come on, man. I, I just want a fucking burger and some fries, man. Why we gotta fight about this shit in Fat Burger? Why do we gotta throw chairs in Fat Burger? Why why the fuck we gotta act a fucking ass in Fat Burger? You know what I mean? Right. I mean, what I'm trying to say, man, is that the the emotions, man, the drama, all that kind of stuff, man, has to be. Control, because see, one of the biggest things that people don't understand is, man, on how you deal with stuff, you have to rise above emotions and you have to control your emotions on situations. See, the thing is that when I got confront, when I had confrontation with me before, and come and got come at me yelling and yelling and woofing and woofing, I don't care about his yelling and his disrespect. He can say I I say a little something back, but the point is though, he put his hands on me, he will fucking the ground. That's that's all it is. The point is, though, is that you don't want to be part of that bullshit with other people, man. You walk away and say, I ain't going to hear it, man, whatever, man. But let him think that he will. Make him think he's bad. You can win the battle of words. 
And that's the thing. So when it comes to a point of disrespect, man, some cats, man, just don't know how to handle it, man, and it gets ugly. And the drama. And this situation, man, is like the Mimi and, and uh, Mimi sex tape. All that shit, man. It's This is... This is entertainment. <laughs> this is entertainment for who? It's entertainment. All celebrities, all the black celebrities. That's ish, issues, man. I mean, it's fighting. We got issues on the basketball court. Dudes woofing and woofing the basketball court. We got cats on sex tapes. We got motherfucking Mike Epps and Kevin Hart on the fucking Twitter account going at it. We got Floyd, not T.I., now, you think those guys that who all got money are doing it, imagine what's going down for the cats who ain't got money. See what I'm saying? It's that trickle down effect. Right. But nobody but nobody's thinking like that. So they're sitting back looking at the culture and they saying to themselves, like, look at these guys. <clears throat> look at these guys. You think we're gonna sell clippers or anybody to these guys? We're gonna sell to this Microsoft guy who's coming over. We're gonna sell to him, we're gonna keep it in our race. While they fighting over this and that, we're going to get this and we're going to own this. As a matter of fact, anything they get on, we're going to own it and we're going to still own it. And that's how it goes on, man, because a lot of people don't think like that, man. A lot of dudes, you know, right now, I can tell you some cats in there talking about, like, yo, man, that's that, that's that, that's that street shit. That's that street shit, man. When is it going to be off the street, bro? When is it going to come down to be a corporate shit? When are we going to really get to the point where we're on some different level shit? That's how we're going to be on the streets. We just street people. That's how we are. And that's all, that's the point I have, man. That's the problem I have with people as black people, man. These are guys. These are leaders. T.I. and Floyd Mayweather, they are leaders because they have people that follow them. And they are leading their people to do the wrong thing. People that follow them are acting just like they act. So that's different sides, and they both clashing with each other. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy as hell, man. But this is the ego. So when we have a next awards show or we may have a next music show or any type of event or the NBA finals or anything go around to where they may all go, everybody's going to come with a big entourage and everybody mean looking at each other waiting for some shit to jump off. And that's some bullshit, man. When Floyd have his fight, T.I. probably have his whole entire entourage on the side watching him fight. Floyd might fuck around and lose that fight he keep on. Because if he keep on making news, keep on doing all the bullshit that he's doing, he's going to fuck around and going to slip and going to get his fuck knocked out of him. Real talk. Cats need to understand, man, that people are sizing you up and they're watching the culture. And if you guys don't correct that shit, if you guys don't correct that shit, you're going to fuck around and going to lose everything and you ain't going to never own shit. And you're making it hard for young motherfuckers or dudes that are trying to make money or trying to move up. You're making it hard for all of them because they do put us all in a the box. They do put us all in a box. That's the truth right there. And you know what I'm saying? My main man, you know what I'm saying? The man with the plan, the guru. The uh, the social network, you know what I'm saying, guru on things, my man Sugar Ray Robinson Jr. trying to let y'all know exactly how it goes down. I don't understand why it goes down. They don't understand why it goes down. All they know is that they got to keep the shit going. They got to, you know what I'm saying, keep a, a whole bunch of controversial stuff 
I'm still up in the air, and I'm still wondering, really, on the real side, why all the extra, uh, you know what I'm saying, extra, uh, you know, apologies and stuff, like, you know, this is somebody you've been with, you want to make sure you don't hurt their feelings and stuff, and it just makes everything look kind of bad. What I'm going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to send this one out so to you know, to all the fellas out there that's trying to do the do the right thing, hoping they're getting the right thing done back because, you know, you gotta understand a man holding it down for his woman. We're gonna drop this one on you and then we're gonna be right back because this next topic we're gonna run across and, and very very good at, at, at analysis of 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 the State of the Union for for the black community as far as entertainment goes down, Sugar Ray. We're gonna get right back to you when we get back on a subject that's near and dear to the both of us, and uh, we're going to drop on them as soon as we come back. This is Flossy Jeezy and Sugar Ray Robinson, Jr., and you're on the Flossy Jeezy Show Worldwide Radio Network, 646-595-342. Don't be afraid to come in and chime in and get your your, uh, piece of leather, you know what I'm saying? Take out your chunk of of meat out of hog's ass and, and get on in here.
Another classic again, dedicated to those fellas out there. You know what I'm saying? That's trying to do the right thing. Sometimes stuff don't always work out the way it needs to. But it's nice to know that we got some fellas out there trying. Another reminder: today is Memorial Day, or should I say, today is the uh, official sponsored Memorial Day. But did you know that Memorial Day was started by former slaves on May 1st, 1865, in Charleston, South Carolina, to honor 257. Union soldiers um, who had been uh, buried in a mass grave in a Confederate prison camp. They dug up these bodies and worked for two weeks to give them a proper burial as gratitude for fighting for their freedom. Okay, this is is slaves doing this. It says they held a parade of about 10,000 people led by about 2,800 black children. They were marched and they sang and they celebrated. Of course, we, we celebrate Memorial Day today for different reasons, but once again, an original idea that was came up with by uh, black folks and uh, basically ignored, you know, in, in the name of whatever else things get commemorated, and that's why sometimes when you have that, you know, you talk about a historian, it's his story versus everybody else's, so, you know what I'm saying, sometimes you got to dig a little deeper, knowledge is truly power. Yes, so, I'm glad you shared the knowledge, I'm glad you shared the knowledge, Nails, man. The thing that people don't know, man, is that, like you said, you know, his story, which is history, my story, which is mystery, is different from what it actually is. Because everything that's been put out there, everything that's, uh, I guess I could say everything, 100, probably 99% of everything is is African history that's on this earth. Because we in touch and done everything and saved and, and started a lot of stuff that people don't know. I mean, that's a lot of stuff. I read some historical stuff with Benjamin Banneker, man. I'm reading some more stuff up on him, man. But I'm glad you shared the information, man. And, you know, it's so funny, man, is that, you know, based off the Floyd Mayweather and the T.I. situation is that when you, when you, when you were talking, when you, when you shared the information, I was wondering, man, like, wouldn't it be beautiful if we had opportunity to have somebody with somewhat of reverence, uh, somewhat of their statue? To be able to do something that maybe have uh, have moments to where they kind of like share knowledge on that, because you know, uh, I mean, I look at some of the things, man, and I wonder like some of the things that are out there, man. A lot of people are just missing out on a lot of information, but we get information such as you know a TI and something like that. It would be beautiful if one of those guys had the ability to be able to be a channel. To share that information and say something like that, man, because I think it'll go a long, it'll go my a long ways than possibly me or you. You know what I'm saying? Right. It would cover a lot of ground because people already respect you. So if they think that something like that, what I just shared, would be deep, and that people would know and they would share that, people would start to actually thirst for knowledge. That's the whole thing. We can't thirst for knowledge because we're never put close to the to the reservoir or next to the waterfalls where this knowledge is, is stored or where this knowledge actually flows from. We're just kind of given the rundown, day by day, nigga ain't nothing but a ghetto dweller, you know, in the story. 
that is not the beginning or the ending of our story. And our story is a lot greater than, you know, reading about all these other things in the history books and the reason why, you know, education has always been kind of a, a downer for black people in America is because we get to read about everybody else's story, and then we have a small paragraph for a long time that said blacks were slaves and Lincoln freedom, and that's as far as they want to go with it. They didn't want to talk about the dogmatic situations they were in. They didn't want to talk about the separation of families. They didn't want to do anything that would basically expose them for the tyrannical jackasses that they always were. They don't they don't want that stuff exposed. And I and I can understand if I had done such egregious things to someone or or to people uh, a, a group of people, I probably wouldn't want to you know rehash that as many many times as uh, I could afford not to do it either. So it's, it's understanding that you would do it, but as a, as a people, the onus is now on us because we do have the opportunities. We need to get near the waterfalls and near the the, the well where the water is being kept, and and start thirsting for knowledge of ourselves because we are a very impressive people that created a lot of stuff. I mean, the the very hospital that this this gentleman named um, uh, his, his name was Dr. Drew. I can't draw exactly what the first name is because I always forget it whenever it's not for me to come around to it. But he created uh, blood plasma. He created blood plasma that, that we use today in surgeries and everything else. And I think his name was, was, uh, was Charles Drew. That was his name, Charles Drew. He created blood plasma. Yet when he, get, when he got shot or injured, he died on the very steps of the hospital where he created the blood plasma. And saved, and saved thousands of lives. The very hospital that where he created the blood plasma in the laboratory, he was not allowed into the building when when he was when he was dying. So that, that's that's you irony know, for you right off the top. Yeah, that's crazy. You know what's so funny about that now? I work at a high school. My son is getting ready to graduate. That type of knowledge that we just shared is not in the mm-hmm. school curriculum. That school curriculum don't have anything sharing information. See, that information right that we just shared is information up on our own to have to go and get it. We are well up out of the high school, but it's information that we are now putting together and we are learning ourselves. See, this is what I'm talking about, and that's why it's a big, huge problem with America. And a lot of, and while we're busy doing entertainment for these people, basketball, fighting over girls and stuff like that, this is what they do. People don't know that right now, did y'all know that in Spring Hill, Florida right now, there's an Arby's franchise owner. He wins the approval for whites-only restaurant in Spring Hill, Florida. The Arby's. This is the Arby's. Arby's roast beef sandwiches where you go get food at. They have a sign right there in Spring Hill, Florida, and it says Arby's roast beef sandwiches. And up under that hat, it says whites-only. Now, now, I want you all to think about this now. Think about this. We keep doing what we're doing, and we keep acting the way we act, and we're talking about it, and people start to come out and say things. Well, we are going backwards to where it really, where it was. Now, they have a restaurant, and it says whites only. So Martin Luther King, um, all the people in the past who basically fought for equality and, and all that stuff like that, and we tried to, like, get integration and things like that, well, 
We're right. going backwards now. We're going backwards now. Right now, in Spring Hill, Florida, Florida, the same place where Trayvon Martin and Jordan Davis have gotten killed over and stuff like that, now they have a white-only, whites-only restaurant in Spring Hill, Florida, Arby's, roast beef sandwiches. Check it out, bro. Nice. Hey, man, I don't know what you guys waiting on. I don't know what the hell y'all thinking about. But I'm going to tell y'all, man, better get your act intact and get together, man, because, yo, it's a serious attack on the black. That's real. And that's the thing about it is, man, is that people need to understand that you quit talking about racism, which you need to basically come at. It is racism, which you need to come at them too and let them people know. Let your employees know. Look around who you're working with or look around your neighborhood. Look what's going on. And talk about systematic white supremacy. Talk about that. Because that's a situation that's very, very big. Very, very big. Because they are hiring their own, they're owning, and they're weaving us out. You wonder why we have so many jobs? Because, hey, we don't own companies. They do. And they, and they bring people up, and they bring their own in. And that's why, like, the wealth. When they have a newborn kid, that kid is already 87% already able to be inherited by 87% to able to go ahead and do whatever he can. By the time he's maybe 12, he's already has so many benefits and so many things that he can do that can help him out to get a way on in life. So many things. But our kids, 0%. We don't have that up on birth. See, people think that just having a kid, oh, you can have a kid, oh, he can figure his way. You think they're going to church and praying and all that stuff like that and hoo-ha and think that's all good and he'll figure his way out. You think that's going to be all of this. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's hard for him. That's why they already have set-aside jobs. They already have inheritance. They have people who look like them that are going to look out for them. So it's hard for us because we don't have that many people in those places that look like us. Only way we're going to get it is sports or anything entertaining them. Anything that's entertaining them. And while these cats out here sitting around here thinking that everything's all good, everything is, I ain't worried about it. It's all good. It's all great. We don't worry about it. I'm telling you, man, cats need to wake the fuck up, man. Seriously, bro, I'm I'm a born and I see where the situation going and I see it every fucking day. That's big time. That's huge. That's huge. You know what I'm saying? We, we, there's an there's an assault on the black man. There's a you know what I'm saying a, a turning around of terms. And the question was asked a few months ago if I thought that whether or not you know things have gotten better or, or, or worse since Obama was office, I'm going to say worse, and I still stand by that. I say worse because intellectually speaking, all the things that you just mentioned, and just the pure basics, since we have shown, yeah, raspberry now, since they have, since they have shown that the uh, black men can make it to the highest levels of, of, of employment, being the president of the United States and everything else, it's like everything else, starting with affirmative action in schooling in Michigan. They are now there's there's now three legs on a four leg chair right now. 
but they've already kicked that leg out from underneath there. So now there's about four, I mentioned it before, there's 14 more states, including extra-large California, that are going to start going right in and saying that, okay, we've given up enough juice, and it's only been 50 years since the 1964 Civil Rights Act. We've, only, we've already given up enough juice. We're going to start with school on uh, affirmative action, and we're going to, and they're not saying it out publicly, but they're saying it with their actions, that we are now going to gerrymander this over into and retrofit this over into the job market. Because if you start dealing with college, which is supposed to be your next level ultimately before you get up and get out, uh, somebody related to me the other day, and it may have been you, where, where college was actually created because young men had turned 18 years old and they needed another way to leave home until they developed and figured out what it was. And colleges, I, I, I forget whether it was you, but somebody was, was talking to me, and I heard this thing, and maybe it was on a, a history channel, but college was actually created to give uh, as a, um, basically it's like, like ITT and schools like that. It was technical schools that was put together so that young men who didn't know what they were going to do with their lives could leave home and get out of the house and basically go to these schools and become part of these schools situations and learn a trade in order to carry them on. But today's emphasis with the college thing and with the jobs and with the affirmative action, if you're taking affirmative action and you're then gerrymandering that over to uh, the college level, what you're actually doing is, is you're actually saying, we're going to start with college, which is the next ultimate place before the person actually steps out and goes to work what we consider real jobs, and, and the hell with the labor, but the real corporate jobs that continue to be the ones where they're paying the least taxes because they spent all this money going to, co- going to college. So it's then become like a fraternity. You pay off all this college. You have the right to not have to pay any taxes because you've already paid out front, kind of like the game of life board game. The point I guess I'm trying to get to is that if you start with college, you're going to go to jobs. And you, we're going to start at the big jobs, and you're going to go to the smaller jobs. You hear about the, you know, women making a stand against getting paid less. You hear you, we've already had the minorities thing, but now the demographic of which minorities you're talking about now, it won't be based upon color the way it started out. It'll be gay folks. It'll be white women. It'll be everybody. I mean, it'll be you know foreign uh, foreigners that come over. It'll be everybody. But but God's original people that were on the earth, it won't be us. We are the original people on the earth because it, it, in nature, all colors of everything stem from from black or from the darkest color. So the original people of the earth will no longer be, as my brother put it this morning, we will no longer be the flavor of the month. We are now going to be behind the gays and everybody else that they are now considering minorities, even though it was made for people of color for obvious reasons because of all the racial stuff that was going on. But now that the demographic for what a minority is defined as now, you're going to start losing your place farther and farther in line. So my point is that unless we start to get people to understand, as you were saying, how important it is to get on the right page with everything, we're going to end up having major, major problems that are going to be, I hate this word, that are going to be insurmountable, things that we won't be able to get around, situations we won't be able to get around, social 
change that we won't be able to get around. And it's already here upon us. Hell, in, in Portland, Oregon, they no longer celebrate Juneteenth on June 19th, which is the Emancipation Proclamation Day purportedly, supposedly, allegedly freeing blacks because we're still under this thumb. We're still in this, this, this man's thumb. We, can, we don't have any independent TV shows. We don't have any independent uh, ways of controlling our destiny. We're already behind the, the proverbial, and I hate to use this pun also, the eight ball that we're behind. And I'm not going to sit here, as I always say, I'm not going to sit here and preach or pontificate over all the stuff that, that we're lacking in. But suffice it to say, if you don't get a grip on what's going on right now and start getting to that well and thirsting for that knowledge of yourself, you're never going to know who, how big you really are. I, just over the last few months since uh, uh, Sugar Ray and I have been putting these pages together, you know, the Fear of the Black Planet, the Flossy Jeezy Show Worldwide, just since we started to put these programs together, and it's not off of some spite, off of some small stuff that we were dealing with before, but the fact that we actually care about what goes on in our communities and we want to continue to have the voices and give our programs teeth. That's why we create these shows. If you don't get your act together, you don't get it figured out, you're going to be left behind. And I'm telling you, with the things I just talked about a moment ago, you're already behind the eight ball. You're already behind the curve. It would be who of you, young black men and women, and for the ones of you who got all this money and not investing in anything other than your next Maybach, it would be a good idea that you kind of get on board and try to help your brother get to where you're at because we'll never be able to equal your millions and all the things that you've accomplished, but you can lend and make it easier for the next generation to make sure because, you you know, Floyd's got children. T.I.'s got children. These entertainers have children. If, if, if after your careers and your stuff fizzles out, you don't have nothing else to turn to, you're going to want to make sure that your children are able to benefit from the things that we're talking about right now. So like I said, they've already started on colleges. They're going to now turn to that affirmative action, and they're going to make things less and less easy for God's original folks. Just words to the wise. Yeah, man. Yes, indeed. Brother 646-595-3402. Y'all call in and talk to me, my man Nels. My man Nelson Sr., Nelson King Sr., a.k.a. Flossy Jeezy, a.k.a. Beethoven, a.k.a. That Motherfucker. Y'all need to really pay attention to us, bro. I understand, man. We we dropping numbers, serious game, man. Dropping some serious jewels on y'all, man. I mean, these are words that live by. Live by some real powerful stuff, man. A lot of cats, man. You know, you can be out there shucking and jiving and talking about anything that's going on in the world. But we're going to talk about what's going on in the world. But we're going to flip it back to something to let you know that, hey, it has a trickle-down effect. To let y'all know what's going on with me, and I always say this situation, and I always like to put this thing in the cortex of my life for sale. I put it in always in a little text. And the thing is that I want y'all to know, man, I got a very interesting situation. Um where I work at, I work at a school. I work for this uh, school district. And the thing about it is a situation where three black girls, they tried out for cheerleaders. There's 28 girls, 25 of them all white, three of them black. And the thing about it is that this school is very, the majority of it is a white school. And it so happened, man, that the three girls, okay, they didn't make it. Now, 
people probably say, "Oh well, they just didn't make it." But let me let me let me let me say this right quick, and let me share this right quick. At this particular school where I work at, I have applied for different positions and different jobs to only get turned down and to not even get an interview for assistant basketball coach of the girls. People say, well, hey, probably you don't know nothing about basketball. Well, okay. I won't say this much. The guys that they put, they don't know shit about it either. But let me say this again. My son, who's graduating from that school, my son is by far the best talent to ever come through that school. Uh, he, he did high jump. He broke records in school records. He broke school records in catching. He runs a, what, 4-3 in the 40? I mean, he's a he's a freak of nature. He could fucking do anything. Fucking climb a wall if he want to. Mm. You know, he's amazing Spider-Man. He's an amazing Spider-Man type of cat. But the thing about it is, though, the basketball team, the boys' basketball team, all white. I mean, when's the last time you seen an all-white basketball team? I mean, just all white. And you had two brothers on the team that were there last year, and they both ride the bench. And... This year, they cut the last one. Wow. Well, the the, the goal on saying what I'm saying is, is that there is a little something going on there. And the reason why I say that is because I had a conversation with a teacher before. This is at a Mexican, um, we celebrated uh uh, Mexican holidays, Cinco de Mayo. We we, we celebrated that, so the staff got together. We all sat down, conversating, and the girl, one of the teachers broke out and said, "Well, you know, there are some girls that uh that they, that really make a lot of noise in the hallway." And this other guy over here said, "Yeah, I know who them girls are." And me, the only black man there, and I'm looking around, not thinking much of it. And she said, "One of the girls' name is Africa, and the other girl' name is Blue." Now, these are sisters. These are black girls. And uh, they kind of kick in and laugh a little bit. The white lady deliberately looked at me and said, I hate them. She said this to me. And I looked at her when she said she hates them. I said, you hate them? Because she said she, they, have, they, make, they make a lot of noise and stuff in the hallway. So what kid, what kid teenagers do that? When they go to class, I don't give a goddamn what color you are. You 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 want to kick some shit? You want to talk shit? Because I know when I went to school, we go through there, we see our homies and see what's up, what's up, who's cracking? We play, we laugh between classes. That's what we do because we're passing through to our next class. But anyway, she broke out and said she hates them. Now this is a teacher saying she hates kids. But the thing about it. Those particular kids that she said she hates, they're black kids. Now, one, I'm trying to for she didn't, she didn't make it. But the point I'm making is, though, is that when you have a teacher in place that says she hates kids, that's a problem. Because you have to think about it thoroughly because it's not a situation of her just hating those kids because she wouldn't say that about any other kids, but she'll say that about the black kids. The reason why she say about the black kids is because she's not used to it. Seeing that or being around that, and she doesn't understand that. So her, so she feels threatened. So her best thing about anything threatening is causes fear. Anything that you fear, you kind of don't like to be around it. So you 
emotional reaction is, I hate that. Come on, man, I know this shit well. So what I'm trying to say here, man, is that tomorrow, we're going back to work tomorrow, and there's an email that already been sent about those girls, and one of the, one of the girls said, I think I didn't make the team because I'm black. So it's all hell broke loose already. I'm going back to the school, and I'm going to go, and I'm not going to be aggressively going at nobody, but I'm going to let it come to me because they already calling those girls my girls. Go figure that. They all say my girls. You know what I mean? I'm black. They're black. So my girls, which is already kind of fucked up. But at the same time, I accept that. That's fine. But the thing about it, they're going to come at me, and I'm going to fuck with them. I'm going to fuck with them hard. And anybody that's listening right now, I want you to know if you got a situation at your job, I want you to listen to me very carefully on how to fuck with the people that are in power and how to really get them. You don't come at them and throw racism at them. Don't say racism. reason why I'm going to say racism, don't say that, is because everybody's going to have an out on racism. They always think about, well, I'm not racist. Ku Klux Klan is racist. Or Al Sharpton, I'm, he's racist. I'm not racist. You have to come at it real hard. You have to do it very accusatory. And the words for accusatory that they can't get out of is systematic white supremacy. You can't escape that. Because the reason why you can't escape that is because that put it where it needs to be. Because the thing about it is systematic is a situation that what I just told you is that you are in power to hire your own and put your others in position and disenfranchise the ones who are not of your color away. That's what happened with the cheerleaders, and that's what happened with me, and that's what happened with everybody else and the basketball teams that I just said. See what I'm saying? That's how you deal right. with that. And that's how you put it in this place because the thing about it, they can't, they can't, they can't escape that because that's a message because that's accusatory put you right in your place. Because you can say racism, and they could just hide and hide and hide. No, 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 no. That smile, no. I talk to you all. No, it's systematic white supremacy. And that's what it is. And you have to tell them and say, hey, this is what's going on. I'm not getting the opportunity, and we're not getting the opportunity because of this. And when you hit them with that, and when you hit them with that, that's nothing they can fucking do but just say, Damn. And, he did, and the facts are laid out. The facts are laid out. I can go on forever with stuff. And they can't escape it. That's what I'm talking about. That, that, that's the real deal. Man, you know, that's deep. That's what I'm saying, man. That's deep. And, 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 that's, and, that's, and that's the way people need to understand on how to really deal with situations. Because they found another way to deal with it. Like the situation when it comes to racism is that they feel like, oh, they it's a they now situation called reverse racism and all that kind of stuff, which I don't fucking understand. It's a, it's a joke. But you have to hit that white supremacy. You have to hit that because there's no such thing as black supremacists. There's nothing, there's nothing that a black person can do, uh, no laws or anything, that go against white people. But there are lots of shit that can go against us. It's proven. I mean, look at the situation going on. I mean, Michael Dunn, he kills Jordan Davis, but you can't convict him of murder. You know why? Because it's white supremacy. 
because they rescue him and they're there for him because he's in the courtroom of law by them. They make those laws. They make those laws to the point where we don't understand them. We have to look into it so many different ways to understand it. But he doesn't you get to hit him in the real with the obvious. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah, so you have to hit them with the real. And what I'm saying, when you say white supremacy, people think white supremacy, they think it's a situation of, of, of some person who just a, 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 a Ku Klux Klan or some Nazi guy with white supremacy. No, no, it's not, it's not like that. It's nothing like that. What it is is a person who thinks they are better, who have privileges that you don't have. That's white supremacy. So they got a privilege to have things. I can go in the bank and apply for a loan. I would not get it, but this person will go in there and get a loan. Any person who's dealing with a person of a different race, like a black dude, he may think, oh, well, I can fuck this chick and beat this pussy up. What else? Excuse my language. A white chick. You have to understand. You can be doing all that. But when she gets up out that bed, she's going to practice white supremacy. Or he's going to practice white supremacy. Because you know why? Because they have that privilege. They have that. We don't have that privilege. There's certain things they can do that we can't do. Certain places they can go that we can't go. Certain laws. You gotta, you, you gotta break this down for me. You gotta break this down for me. How come a black person can't be called a racist? How come a black person can't become a racist? Well, right. It's simple. When they talk, when they call a black person a racist, they probably call me a racist. They call a black person racist because maybe, okay, I'll break it down. I'll break it down. Racism is this. This is racism. Racism is big as, okay, racism is prejudice and power. Right. Prejudice, prejudice and power. Where if you take the word prejudice, prejudice basically is a situation of dislike. And if I can, if, and that's everybody in the whole entire world dislikes something, so that means somebody, everybody's prejudiced. Right. You prejudice towards something. So that means blacks, we are there. Whites, they are there too. But when I say prejudice and power, when I say prejudice and power, what power do we have? We don't have power. Right. But they do. They do. See, we can so we can set their name call you all day. We can name call you all day. We can call you from A to Z. But what does that, does that name calling affect them? No, it doesn't. It, 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 it might mess with them mentally, for but you'll be all right. But it doesn't mess with your pockets. It doesn't mess with your lifestyle. It doesn't mess with you. It don't mess with anything. Uh, no, there's no law coming against you. That's nothing. But on the flip, they do it to us. They can do it to us. They can disenfranchise. They can hire and fire. They can uh, hang us. They can uh, lock us up. They can do so many things. That's why a black person can be called racist, because all we can do is call names, and that's bigotry. That's not racist. That's bigotry. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So you can't call I've, a black person racist. I've heard you break that down before, but I just kind of, I didn't, and I mean, didn't mean to catch you off guard, but I, I remember you were breaking that down to me before. And I said, I said to myself, that is a very, very, um, you know, concise and, and, and excellent uh, 
apropos of a breakdown or something, if I've ever heard the yeah. terminology of why, how, and, and from beginning to end, in chronological order, why we couldn't be put in that same thing. And the fact that you speak of the, the, the rendering and taking of power uh, from people without impunity, which means that you can do it whenever you want to come and going, and the person that is the subject or the victim, as it were, or the, or the, or the target, as it normally is, is subjected to that, and there's no retaliation factor or anything given. Exactly. It's like, it's like, it's right. like in movies when you, when you jump up there and you say the N-word, and then we don't have no, we've never been given a retaliatory way of coming back and being able to deal with that because you not only utilize that word, but you use it like a, like like almost like a, a ratchet wrench that has extensions and different size pieces and everything else, but the same handle is controlling and, and, and moving and locking and unlocking uh, psychologically us in and out of position to where we have no control over that because you've used that word, with the, the dynamics of how you've used that word has been, so used in such a powerful way that you can understand why, even though we use it in songs today, why our parents and grandparents would abhor the word and wouldn't like it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's, it's a situation like the word race. You know, like we ever got to say before, man. Just exactly what you were saying. Race is a race. When you when you define race, it's a it's a it's competitive. It's it's competition. You know, that's what we all have. There's a lot of bunch of races. And they are competition, but see things start to change as things start to get active when you put the I S T and the isms on it. That's when it gets right. to the point. That's when that's that's when that's when that's when it starts to go places and it start to be different things, you know. Because like a specialist, he specializes in therapy. You know, he's a uh, you know a dentist or anything like that. And somebody who specializes in certain type of fields. And the thing about it is, though, is that the isms, man, gives it the gives it the, uh, the the grounds to grow into something totally different. We don't have to. We don't have. See, when it comes down to racism, I could say it, it, it kind of kills me when I sit there and I listen to white people talk about racism because they don't. They everything they say is by definition. We talk from experience. <laughs> we right. the difference. You know, so now I'm talking with definition and experience. See what I'm saying? See, there's right. a PhD. There's nothing that you can possibly do that can ever, ever, ever. Like, they can't even teach it. There's nothing you can possibly do to ever feel what black people have felt when it comes to racism. So when you're around white folks and white person start talking about racism, dude, you don't have a fucking clue about racism. How can you tell me? About racism I'm from Louisiana And I've seen it Has any one of your ancestors been hung? You've never seen a group of black dudes Hanging white folks No <laughs> You don't ever see that But suddenly you want diversity Based upon your sexual appetite All of a sudden right. it's time to be di- All of a sudden it's time to be diverse and, and it's time to talk bullying Although you wrote the book on bullying because you bullied people us for 500 years. You can't exactly. say 400 years. It's now 500 years since we're in a new millennium, you know, from 14, exactly. 1400 to the 2000s. We're actually closer to 600 years because there's been slaves, they, you know, so I'm saying that long. 
uh, you know what I'm saying, no matter where they came from, they were slaves. And, but yet, I mean, you know, now, now all of a sudden it's time to be diverse, and that's crazy to me. Yeah, man, I I I I stayed up. I'm gonna be honest. I stayed up to four o'clock in the morning sometime, watching documentaries, reading, educating myself, because I'm in a situation right now that I'm about to hit these people real hard. I'm waiting because my son has to graduate. When he graduates, when he graduates, I'm gonna hit these people real hard, and I'm gonna say some stuff to them. That's gonna blow their fucking mind because they don't have a clue. How I got this job? How I got this job? It wasn't like I went in, applied for it, and they hired me through for interview. How I got this job was I came to the school to see how my son was doing because there was some issues going on with him in his ninth grade year. The guy asked me. He said, "Hey man, what do you do for a living?" I said, "Right now, at the particular time, I'm out of work. I'm looking forward." He said, I have a project. I have a situation with a kid who needs somebody to mentor him and basically follow him around because he's being bullied because his dad says that. Well, I said, okay, give me a call. I'll do it. So they gave me a call. But the reason why he wanted me to do it, it was because the Asian kid was saying that the guy who got me in, that he was a racist. So to make him not look like a racist, he got me in. So I got in, I ended up doing the job, and then by me doing the job, it got to the point where there was another security position to fly, and then my son did so well his freshman year in football, they said, hey, why don't we get him in? Because they warmed themselves, they used to have me around. So, And next thing you know, I am there, that's why I'm mad. But I can't grow no more from that position. Everything I applied for, I applied for like five things to only get turned down. This last one broke my back because I didn't even get a fucking interview. So that's what I'm talking about, systematic white supremacy. <laughs> Knowing all along that they weren't going to offer, offer any other pertinent opportunities that would be, that would avail themselves to you for you to, to advance. That's, that's a pretty cold shot right there. Yeah, and this is and this is and this this is the thing about a lot of people. This is a this is a situation a lot of black people need to know on how to deal with it, with the angles, with the angles to come at it, because the angles that we've been coming at it, I didn't know before, and, and a lot of people probably don't know. There's some angles that you need to come at it. You have to look at the situation as this. You, see, you can say racism, like I said, but there's an out on that. There's always an out. They can say, well, we got one guy. We got a guy. We got one black guy. We hired one black guy. They can say that all the time. But you have to look at the practice of it. It's systematic. You know what I'm saying? That's a system in place. And it's a white supremacy thing going on that people need to understand on how to deal with that. That's the new, that's the new word of saying. You know what I'm saying? They can't because you cannot say black supremacy. But they can say, oh, he's being racist. Because right now they got a situation with three white guys. I think it's at a, it's a school in Pennsylvania. There's three white guys that are suing. No, they, no, they said racial discrimination against a black lady. 
for a course that she was teaching. They got that going on right now. See what I'm saying? Now, whoever would have thought three white guys would say racial discrimination against um, black lady. But this this is what's going on now. This is the thing where they're going on. They're starting to flip it because it's getting to a point where in the media making it so easy to conversate about this now because it used to be a painful situation to even talk about. But now it's very normal. Very normal. It's very open. It's very honest. It's very vague. Cuban to come out and talk about all kinds of stuff. You know, you take him back ten years ago or some years back, he would never come out like that. That's why these slave movies and all this stuff coming out. It just softened up the conversation to make people being able to see it and talk about it and be common about it. Now it's the norm. So now you have to find another angle to come at it to put it in its place because you can't just say racism anymore. Because everybody's going to flip on that and say, no, you know, I'm going to be a racist. Al Sharpton being racist. Jesse Jackson being racist. Louis Farrakhan being racist. That's the flip. But they really don't know the definition of it because the people they say it to don't know the definition of it either because nobody never took the time to look into it to find out what it really is. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, you know Absolutely. Hey. I mean, hey, I mean, like I said, when, when, when I hear this thing at school, when I hear the breakdown of, of, of what you're talking about, you know what I'm saying? It's a shame that in 2014, you thought there was a, a, an 18 or even a 1914 in front of the year that we have. Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and to even have to continue to deal with this kind of nonsense. You know what I'm saying? Here you are. Basically, they're saying, okay, it's okay for you to look over our children. It's okay for you to be there for our children. But while you're doing that, we want to make sure that you understand that we're not really trying to allow you to grow any farther than where you've gone. And if you, and if you even if you desire to do it, we're not going to make that available for you because we want to kind of keep you pigeonholed here because the, the purpose that you're serving is it is a different purpose from the one that that that, that uh, we originally had for you. Which, like I said before, that's that's the that's the usual way of, of basically trying to play a brother turkey and and and, and, and uh, you know what I'm saying under underrate your your the seriousness of what you're trying to do. And you know they, they you know right. what I'm saying. I mean it, it's, it's 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 like you like you said before. It's all it's all it's all systematic. It's all planned out, and and we right. know what it is. It's just a shame that right. in 2014 we still have to deal with that. You know, you know? I talked to uh, I talked to uh, Nelly to Nelly Fuller Jr. I talked to him on the phone one time. I mean, if you ever get a chance, to, you guys who are the listener six four six five nine five thirty four zero two, you can get a chance to get a call in. We love to have you. But the thing about it is, talk to Nelly Fuller Jr. If you ever go to YouTube or whatever. Ever, you can always see Paul, he has his little blogs and his little talk thing. He's a very, very heavy cat. And one thing he told me, he said, you have to understand that we have to quit being so emotional about things. We have to be logical in our thinking. And he said, every time a situation comes up that people say things or call you names or disrespect you, you have to pop the question on them. Why? Why is that? 
If somebody says something's crazy to you, you hit them with a question. And they, now they hit you with they hit you with some kind of adjective or some disrespect or something like that or anything crazy. You have to ask them a question. Why? Why is that? Why? 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 Why do you want me to do that? Why are you calling me that? You have to challenge them with a question because when you challenge them with a question, it puts them off balance to the point where they have to really catch themselves and they have to really think on why they come like that. And he he. And if you ever get a chance to listen to this cat, his show, I mean, he, he went in detail. He said a lot more, man. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to misquote what he said. But thing he thing he um, thing he has, man, dude is a very powerful cat. And I, I have his number and thing like that. And uh, if you ever get a chance to talk to him, I, I, I tried to get him on the show before, but he said he doesn't do blog radio because he said that he don't want anybody to catch some of the things that he's saying and twist it and turn it. And it was, I understood where he's coming from, man, but. Powerful cat, man. Powerful cat. And these guys like Griff, uh, Professor Griff, and Nelly Fuller Jr. And, uh, so many, so many, so many kids. Clyde Anderson, and so many goes on and on. These guys are accessible. They they are reachable. And these guys, man, have a lot of information that I think a lot of us need to look into and sharpen our tools. For me, I'm still sharp and still learning. But the point is, though, is that the people who have money, like Floyd Mayweather, T.I., or, or these basketball players, see, the thing about money is is that I wonder how much do they know that. Because if they did, because if they did know that, with all that money they have, don't you think you would see signs of that? Because I'm starting to really, I'm starting to really wonder what's up with these, what's up with these guys. Same thing with, with Jay Z, you know. Same thing with, you know, a lot of guys, man. I just want to know what the good ground they stand on. What what is they, what is their next move? Because you have to understand, you you got rap, you got basketball, you got football. You obtain everything you possibly can t- obtain in that. But what has gone on with you besides commercials and 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 then making endorsements and making not only your pocket big but making other people's pockets big? I want to know what their direction is. I'm telling you, man, you're you're right on point all night tonight with with everything that you're saying and. And like I said, a lot of what you're saying tonight is very, you know, thought-provoking. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to definitely make me think of, of different ways, you know what I'm saying, to, 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 to approach maybe even how I look at stuff and how I process things that I'm looking at. That's, that's what I'm saying. You know, these, these, these good, strong deals, these healthy debates, these real topics that actually affect people, it's nice to talk about sports. It's nice to talk yeah, about basketball. Good game by LeBron tonight. You know what I'm saying? Wonderful thing. But I, w- I want to talk about things outside of us just being in the the proverbial horse, as it were, and everything so far as just entertaining, but no one really ever looking at the, the inside of who we really are other than making them tap their feet, clap their hands, stomp their feet. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be a prep rally uh, leader. 
I want to be a guy who, as I said, has influence in the world and actually changes things around or at least tries to do it where we can. We have about, oh, 23 minutes if anyone wants to chime in on what's going down. Of course, we'll have some extra time at the end, depending on how fired up we have, because, you know, our, our next topic after we come back from this, this short break, you know, i got to pay, pay, pay a couple of bills real quick. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all know 100 Radio, Flossy Jeezy, and, I mean, you know, you know, Sugar Ray Robinson uh, Jr., you know what I'm saying, 646-595-342. I'm going to hit you in the head with this real smooth one. And when we come back, a topic that the guru will really be able to help you out with, just in case you was wondering, I like to save little tidbits for this, like for the end of the show, so people can chime in. So, you know what I'm saying, my man, Sugar Ray, can show his usual skills. And the topic is, haters, do they serve a purpose, right? And if so, what are they good for? And why did they exist? <laughs> so we get back, you know, so we've been trying to get that one in for a minute. And, and I, I can't think of a better person to, to start this topic off than my main man, Sugar Ray Robinson, you know, I mean, Seattle's own, you know what I'm saying, haters. Do they serve a purpose? And if so, what are they good for? Because, you know, that situation we talked about earlier, you know, with, with, with the brothers with all the money, you know what I'm saying, you, you know what I'm saying, your T.I.s, your Floyd Mayweather's, Brothers with the real shine, brothers in the position to do something. You got a lot of cats out there that just, you know, they, they benefit from being able to hate on you. You know, it's funny that a, a year a, a year ago, we weren't able to. Uh, excuse me, a year before that situation you were talking about with with, with, with Tupac leaving the, the fight and going through what he went through, there was also a similar situation that uh, Ti and Floyd are facing, and that's Biggie and Tupac over Faith Evans. And that, and, that, and that whole ruckus thing going on. And Cats took a whole lot of stuff, including that incident, and kind of changed the dynamics of it. And, and, and you know what I'm saying? And, and with all these implications and everything, that was another way that a good brother got checked out. So when we get back, we're going to find out, you know, what haters do for the game. Because, you know, we, we at first we were in kind of a, uh, a job crunch here in the country, and jobs were looking funny. But a hater every day has a job. And he's never late for work. So when we get back, we're going to let my main man, Sugar Ray Robinson, hit y'all up on that one. Meanwhile, I got something real smooth for you that I just dropped in the box. Enjoy this one.
myself, boy. Six four six five nine five three zero two. Three four zero two. Six four six five nine five three four zero two. Yes, sir. Oh yeah. Real sad, yeah, I had, I had to put the cold slide on you right there, let you know, you know, we still in the game. Now, main man, Sugar Ray, here on this Flossy Jeezy show worldwide, you know what I'm saying? Flossy Jeezy Radio Network in conjunction with Fear of the Black Planet, the Fear of the Black yes, Planet, sir. you know what I'm saying? 100 radio, 100 promotions, the whole the whole nine yards. Sugar Ray, there's the, there's the topic, man, that we talk about a lot, but we rarely share it with the public, and I think... I think it's you know you have an interesting perspective on this. They got them haters out there, man. You know what I'm saying? Do they serve a purpose? And if so, I mean, do they keep you on your toes? Do they do they keep you you know you know uh, hating them? Or do you? Do you I mean, what what is their purpose, man? What are they good for? And why do they exist? Well, the haters, man. Haters are, 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 are they they are a very interesting animal. I mean, it's it's a, it's a situation where the person he don't hate he he uh, he's a hater, but he also hates other haters, <laughs> and so anything greater than a hater, he hates that too. The hater mm. even hates I think the hater even hates himself. Mm. So that goes back to me goes back years and years and years. It goes way back to the to the opportunity of uh, the house nigger and the field nigger. Wow, it's one of those things, man. I mean, seriously, a hater right now. I had a guy who told me that he don't like don't don't understand black folks. He said, man, you know, black folks ain't gonna never get this together. We always hating on each other. We always doing this. Well, listen to yourself, man. You hate no opportunity because you are a hater. See, only a hater would say something like that. See, haters, man, are, are, are just something that you They do things and they basically high-side and, and, and smile and laugh and run around and giggle with other guys right. and be, be smiling on what you got. But in the back of their mind, they straight hating on your ass, man. Mm. So, so, so it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a tough situation, and and people who think I'm a hater, I'm not a hater. I'm a I'm a guy who want everybody to win. I want everybody to shine. I want everybody to have it. I feel like everybody should get a piece of what's going on. But haters, they are haters. You have to understand, man. When you have a conversation with somebody. Listen to what they say and how they say it. Determine what they're dealing with. They can talk all positive. They can be all right. good. But when they keep challenge you, challenge you, challenge you, well, you said this, though. You, you, but, but, but back in the day, you was doing this, and you was doing this to them. That's a hater. He don't understand, man, that somebody probably said something back in the day, but why are you holding that person to that? That person graduated from that and moved on. But the reason why you hold them to that is because you are a hater. Because you know he graduated from that. So you're hating on the fact that he has developed and moved on and got his own situation. So what you do, you hate on it. <laughs> and you talk. And you give and you and you and if you and if you stay around that guy, 
If you stay around that guy and his people for a long period of time, right. you'll get that. It's a virus. You will get contagious and you'll get poisoned with it, and you'll become a hater too, because it's a very contagious and very powerful situation, and you don't even know it. So damn, I'm hating now, but you don't think you are. But you are, because <laughs> that's what you are. You can go in the mirror and look at yourself and comb your hair. You might not even, fuck it, I, I'm, I don't like the way I look. You're hating yourself and you wake up in the morning, goddamn. So, when you go out, you don't, so you don't like yourself. So when you go out and go anywhere else, you're on the car driving around, you mean mugging. You're blowing your horn. you barking at motherfuckers. You know why? Because you hate the way you looked in the morning. So you don't like the way other motherfuckers looking. So you get to the job. You go in there pissed off. Sit down. They say, hey, how you doing, Frank? Oh, fuck you. Because you know why? Because you're a hater. You sit at two desks. Motherfucker call you. You got a job. You make phone calls. You do everything you possibly can on your job. But you do it with a snarl. You piss. And if it's like that, man, you see, heard about, heard about, heard about Jim, man? Jim got promotion. Yeah, fuck Jim. Well, my fucking promotion right. is fuck that nigga. Because you know why? Because you're a hater. Then you go home. You're not work. Same routine, pissed off, angry, going right. the driveway. Right. right. You going in. Yeah, you going in, woofing at your lady. Yo, what's up? Like, what for the food? What's going on? Why? You know, you, you pissed off because you're a hater. You're just hating yourself. And it all started because you didn't like the way you looked in the mirror because you hate your fucking self. So how the hell can you like anybody else? You hate yourself. So you are a hater. So that's what I'm saying. That's what that's what they routinely do every single day. My life ain't but, good. I'm a hate on somebody else. But don't, don't they have, serve as motivation? Don't they serve as good motivation to the guy that's actually accomplishing his mission? Because I mean, you uh, you know, most intelligent fellas, they'll take what a hater does and and uh, you know what I'm saying, recycle that energy. In, this, in, in some positive energy and remember, you know, why it's good not to be one. You know, in other words, you know, you take that, that negative energy and you turn it into something positive and let it motivate you because you can't let a hater see you get beat in the first place. So, I mean, yeah. they serve some kind, some kind of, they got to serve some kind of purpose. Everything serves a purpose. Well, it, well, yeah, everything serves a purpose, man, because you know what? See, that they're a hater, we need those haters. You and, and I'm gonna say this: People say, well, "I don't need a hate. I don't need it." No, you need to hate. You need to have somebody hate you because you need that to make to fuel your energy to be able to make him pass the fuck out. Because <laughs> he's gonna get pissed off. <laughs> he's gonna hate you so much he's gonna start shaking and shit. So they get to the point, man, that if you got five haters, you need to figure out how you can get five more, or fifteen more. Because think about it. It's not a situation of trying to mash on them or trying to right. stab them or trying to disrespect them. No. You have to smile every day. I ain't talking about being happy like Pharrell, but I'm talking about you right. got to walk around here and just be like, hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? You know, yeah, yeah. It's all good, baby. It's all good, baby. Smile. It's all good. It'll be all right. But you have to understand that you can't be what they are. And the haters going to do that. They motivate you. Yes, they do. That's their whole purpose. You want to get to the point where they hate you so much that they pass the fuck out, that they start shaking like a fucking gremlin. Like, yes, 
and, and, and just mash on them. You know, just keep it going. So you got to keep doing that, man. I, that's, that's my whole angle, man. I, I'm going to hate us, man. They, they do that. They do that, and that's fine. Man, man, I knew a cat once, man, in this other group that hated on, on everything that he saw his own people do. Now, he he talks a good game on on black empowerment. He talks a good game about being, you know, motivated and, and, and you know, saying, you know, down with the king, so to speak. But yet he hates on every athlete that's black and doing something. And he hates on every successful person that's doing something. And I think a lot of reason haters act like that is because they're mad because in life, in this case, in life, they, they, they're, rather, they're, they're, they're rather stuck where they're at. And so they have nothing else to really offer up. But I, 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 mean, I mean, do you ever, do you ever see that? Where, where it seems like, you know, they're more or less, they're more mad at themselves than they are what you're talking about with them. You know what I'm saying? They got their own reasons to self-hate. And, of course, if they got self-implosion going on, which means they blowing up on the inside, uh, it makes sense to me that, uh, that maybe that's the reason why they hate so bad. Yeah, man, you know, hey, it's, it's, it's one of those things. But now I'm about to tell you something right now, man. I have a, a situation right now that I have to, may have to return the phone call. Um, well, let's see where we're at here. We're, we got six minutes to go. And this was a, a nice short Monday show. It was nice and light the way I like to have it. We can go ahead and just go ahead and terminate the show now, unless you know you can, unless you can be back within you know six minutes and thirty seconds. Sounds like you may have something to do. We can go ahead and take it on home, and you can go ahead and hit them with that salvo of what you always tell them about about what the what the revolution's all about. And we can just go ahead and end it tonight on a smooth note right here. Oh yeah, most definitely. I'm, I'm glad you guys listening. Uh... I want you guys to call in every time at six four six five nine five thirty four zero two. Talk to your man Sugar Ray. It's all gravy all day. My man Nelson King, the man of the hour, Beethoven, aka Flossy Jeezy. So let's take this out, man. I'm gonna leave it off this, and I'm gonna get out the strong understand, man. The revolution is not an event; it's in a process. So please call in. I'm out. Thank you, Sugar Ray. I appreciate you being on tonight. And I thank you folks out there on the Flossy Jeezy Radio Network, 646-595-3402. I'm going to leave you with something real smooth as we take it on home. And I want to thank you all once again for coming out and listening tonight. Those of you, even if you don't call in, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and say anything, call in and listen in sometimes. It might motivate you to want to maybe call in next time. So for Sugar Ray Robinson Jr. in Seattle, I'm Flossy Jeezy here in Portland, Oregon. We're going to take you home with something smooth, and God bless y'all, and definitely have a blessed night. I'm in a day from your love.
make me do for love what I would my dear. My friends wonder what is wrong with me. Well, I'm in the dance from your love, you see. I would not do Make me do 